You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Welcome to Packernet After Dark. It's my favorite show to do because I don't have any work to do. Packernet voicemail phone number 608-501-0718, 608-501-0718. Call in, leave a message. I don't care about what. It's a Packer show, but do whatever you want to do, man. That's the point of this. I don't decide, you decide. Let's get to our first caller, and for the record, um, there was no Packernet After Dark last night, but some of the calls did come in on Monday, so... Pardon any kind of uh, confusion. But our first call is from Tom. Hello, this is Tom Austin. I am known on social media as Tossin17 on many places. And my question, I got two questions. Number one, it's Monday, so I'm making today Memory Monday. Number one, what is one memory you cherish from your childhood? And two, this is a Packer question, who is one of the most underrated defensive and offensive players in your eyes. Have a great night. Bye. Digging the energy there, Tom. Digging it. Um, childhood memories. I, 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 would have, I would have assumed that this was uh, Packers memory, but you went on to specify the next question was a Packers question, which leads me to believe that this was not a Packers question. So childhood memory. Honestly, to this day, probably the favorite that I've had, you guys have heard me talk a lot about Tampa and Clearwater and wanting to be in that area. When I was younger, I don't know what age, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I don't, I, who knows? Wouldn't have been nine, younger than that. There was a big family get-together down in Clearwater, and it was everybody. You got to understand, um, I lived in Illinois. Going to Grandma's house in Wisconsin was Disneyland for me. It was already amazing. Now, Grandma's house moved to Florida. So we went down to Florida. My grandma was there. My grandpa was there. My cousins were there. My aunts and uncles were there. It was just next level awesome. So there's nothing super specific about it that was amazing. It was just, um, it was just the fact that it had my great grandparents were there, which was just phenomenal. Next question you said is a Packers question. Who is the most underrated defensive and offensive players in my eyes? Been talking a lot about underrated and overrated. Um, I think I would be doing a disservice if I didn't just come out with the obvious here. I've, I've been banging the drum for a very long time. I did a full article on the Substack about it that I think Adrian Amos is the most underrated, one of the most underrated football players, period. I think he belongs in the conversation of one of the best um, safeties in football, depending on how you ask that question. But even if, regardless of how you ask, ask or answer that question. I think he belongs in the conversation. Um, and he's just never really been in that conversation. And I think that's absurd. 
if you look at his longevity and how long he's been a top tier safety, there are two safeties. It's him and Harrison Smith, and that's it. There are no other two that have been consistently dominant for for as long as those two have just been tearing it up. Um, underrated on offense. I don't think any of the wide receivers necessarily are underrated. Um, I think the offensive linemen are properly rated. Elton Jenkins would come to some people's minds, but surprisingly, everybody knows about Elton Jenkins. It's, it's kind of shocking to me. Um, I don't think any of the tight ends are underrated. I'm guessing a lot of people might say Robert Tunyon, but I'm not uh, on that train necessarily. So my, my attention goes immediately to the running backs. Um, and I think you could pick either running back and make a pretty strong case for it. A.J. Dillon, I think, is better than a lot of people uh, think he is because his stats aren't exactly up there with other running backs. For example, Jonathan Taylor, who is a workhorse back, even Dalvin Cook. It's because of the workload. When you get as many carries as they get, you get a lot of yards. These two guys split carries, even Aaron Jones. I mean, he's never been that guy based on his stature to get that many carries. So he never had those kinds of stats. But um, I, I think it might be Aaron Jones if I had to pick. And it's it's hard. The, the only reason I'm tempted to not say Aaron Jones is because everybody kind of knows he's pretty good. But I don't think people realize just how elite he is. I mean, if you put him in a I actually just saw this today. Somebody put on social media to rank these four or five running backs or whatever. And Aaron Jones was put at the bottom of the pile. And I don't, not only do I not think he belonged on the bottom of the pile, but I also got the impression that most people who would rank that are looking at it saying, why is Aaron Jones even on this list? I don't think they have any comprehension of the fact of, of what his, for example, his yards per carry have been, how good of a pass blocker he is, how unbelievable as a receiver he is. And, and, and not that it has anything to do with football necessarily, but you add in how good of a human being he is. Um, he's just one of the more underrated people in the NFL. Um, the less fun looking at overrated, I don't think a lot of Packers end up getting overrated, but if I had to pick, it's not Aaron Rodgers. He's back-to-back MVP. It's not the running backs, as I just said. <sighs> I would be run out of town on a rail if I said Mercedes Lewis, so I'm not even going to touch that. Tunyon might be overrated by Packer fans. I don't think he's overrated by anybody outside of, of Packer fans. Bakhtiari is not overrated. He's as good as advertised. Um, nobody else on the offensive line is. I, I don't know if anybody really is overrated. I mean, outside of Packer fandom, if I had to pick, man, I don't know. The only thing I could maybe think of might be maybe like Josh Myers. And, and, and I hesitate to even do that because it's not like he's a bad football player. It's not that you know, I don't have high expectations for Josh Myers. I, I think he's going to be a fine football player. It It's maybe just because the assumption is he's he's already established as a solid guy, and in reality, he really didn't have a super great rookie year. But even that would be just among Packer fans, because I think if you mention Josh Myers outside of Packers fandom, most people don't even know who that is. The only reason I mentioned Mercedes Lewis is just because he's always been seen as this elite blocker running and pass blocking um, every year, all year. And it's really just not exactly the case. He's good at it. I just don't think he's quite as good as, as advertised. But again, that might be more of a Packer fan thing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything. I, I think most people are adequately rated. I can't say Amari Rogers because I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that he's better than what he's rated as, but I, I do think people come down too hard on him. So yeah, I don't, I don't really have an answer. Overrated on defense, there's probably a couple answers I could give. Um, I know it's unpopular, but I think Kenny Clark is a bit overrated. 
I like Kenny. I, in fact, I love Kenny, and he does a great job, and I know he's assignment sure, and he's extremely talented, but his stats are just not that good. They're just not. His pressure stats, his sack stats, none of that stuff is really anywhere near where you'd want it to be for a guy that's that's paid as much as he is, that's considered a top five, top whatever uh, defensive tackle. He's been there in the past, but I think his best year was like 13%, which is fine, but that was like one year, and it was when Mike Daniels was there, and they were both kind of killing it, but since then, it just it's never been close, and his sacks are are very low. And um, you know, it just it is what it is. Uh, Jerron Reed is certainly overrated. Uh, again, that's a Packer fan thing, just because we brought him in, so everyone's all excited. He's a freak and all this, and he's really not. Preston Smith, I think, is probably a little overrated, but that's only because of the um, recency bias. Um, I think he was probably underrated because he had a bad year. Now that he had a good year last year, he's overrated because everyone just thinks he's going to be a freak again, and he probably won't. You could say Razul and Campbell just because it was a one-year deal, but I mean, if we're talking about overrated based on what they did last year, I don't think they are. I think they're adequately rated for what they did last year. If anything, they're maybe underrated based on what they did last year, but I think the expectations might be a bit overrated because I don't think either of them, it's, it's almost impossible that either of them meets the expectations they hit last year or the, the, the level that they hit last year. So a lot of people, if I had to pick one, I'm not going to pick Kenny just because I'm going to get murdered for that. So maybe Preston. I don't know. Yeah, call it Preston, I guess. Anyways, Tom, I appreciate the call, man. Um, moving on. Uh, if you listen to the last episode of Packernet After Dark, I made a phone call. I reached out, which we might do today. I don't know. But I tried to call a number to see if they would pick up and we could talk on the podcast. And they did not answer. And I kind of didn't know what to say when his voicemail went off. So I tried to sell him insurance um, over the phone. And um, anyways, he called me back. So let's see what um, Brandon has to say. Hey, Ryan. Uh-huh. Brandon, a.k.a. Brambo09. Uh, I'm not interested in that insurance you're trying to sell. Um, figured I'd call in and give you some content. Um, listening today, we're talking about MBS, and it got me thinking about Rogers' issues and hitting him deep. I think the fault lies on MBS with his ability to play football with people around him. His track speed is off the charts, but anytime I got to pause there for a second. I think the issue lies with his ability to play football, you know, when people are around. (laughs) Continuing. DB can get their hands on him and get get inside his pocket and run with him. He slows down. He cannot run away from people that are touching him. So uh, that leads me to believe that Rodgers can hit him just fine in practice because there's nobody slowing him down. So he has the speed to find there. But in a game, when people would get their hands on him, he wouldn't be as fast. Thus, Rodgers wouldn't be able to hit him. Um, my first um, contribution here. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the podcast. Love it. Bye. So, yeah, I, I, um, I tend to agree. I, I, I haven't come down 100% on that necessarily in terms of what my beliefs are um, just because I don't want to heighten my expectations about what we could have in, in Christian Watson and whatnot, because who knows, you know, maybe, maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it's a Rogers issue. I don't know. But um, several weeks ago, I, I, I dug into the issue and um, just looked at it. If you remember, I looked at SIS and beyond 30 yards, Aaron Rodgers numbers were pretty horrific. 
right? If you look 20 yards or beyond, that's generally what, what the, the metric is for deep passing, and, and Rodgers is okay. But the, the point is, if you go 30 and beyond, it just falls off a cliff. However, remove MVS from the equation, and Rodgers is a very accurate passer. So there always did seem to be a, um, an issue between he and MVS, and, and you can't isolate it to Rodgers, and so what does that leave you with? It leaves you with MVS, right, as far as who to blame. So again, I, I haven't gone, gone all in on that because I, I don't know, and I don't want to just dismiss it and be like, yep, that was an MVS issue, so Rodgers is going to be elite and we're just going to crush everybody. I, I can't fully get there, and I don't want to be overly optimistic. But um, again, I, I don't know what else to do with that data necessarily. I mean, it could be a Rodgers issue with MVS, but either way, it's still an MVS issue. It's not a deep passing Aaron Rodgers issue. It never has been. So I tend to agree. Anyways, I appreciate all the um, recommendations for television shows. We've got one more here, um, which I need to go back and, and double check because I've been watching that terminal list and I like it, but I'm, I'm slowly falling out of love with it. It just kind of, it, it's usually with these, I don't want it to end with this one. It's kind of like, are we, are we going to wrap it up? Because I feel like it'd be all right if we wrapped it up here. I don't know why. I, I feel like I kind of get it now. Like I, I know what happens. Anyways, point is, occasionally I'm wanting to maybe find a new show. And so I, I need to come back in here and um, go through the recommendations and, and find a couple more. But Evan from Indiana uh, hits us with another one. Hey, it's Evan from Indiana. Love the pod. Um, you need to watch Dark on Netflix. Kind of like a darker, stranger thing. A little bit of a German show. You can watch it dubbed or with subtitles. But yeah, go pack, go. Love the pod. See ya. I don't know what a little bit of a German show means. That kind of throws me a little bit. Do I need it to be dubbed? Or is it is that not necessary? Like, it just kind of adds to the experience because it happens to be, like, the, some of it takes place in Germany, so you might throw it on there and it makes it feel more German. Or is it just a German show and I, I need it because I don't speak German? I'm not really sure. Um, but I appreciate the recommendation. Thank you very much. By the way, I don't mean to discourage you from, from Terminalist. It is a good show. You know what it reminds me of, which is... is borderline sacrilege and i don't even want to say it now because it's one of the best movies ever and i was just kind of talking bad about terminalist but it it if i had to equate it to something it would be kind of like man on fire or any steven seagal movie ever where his family you know anyways <laughs> i don't want to give anything away but yeah pretty much all of those movies anyways we got one more call before we uh take a break and we get into a little bit of a feud that seems to be taking place um but let's see what we got here Thinking of something really controversial to call you on, and I got it tonight when I was cooking supper. Let's be honest. The best food on the grill isn't steaks. It's pork chops. That's it. So I, I don't know if you're new to the show or if, if you just know that I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here, but I have been banging the pork chop, pork loin drum for um, a long time. It's hard to put it up against steak because I feel like if you cook a perfect steak, a perfect New York strip, it's hard to compete with that. But I tell you what, man, a perfect pork chop, it's close. It really is. And I know there's a lot of people listening that are like, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking. It's because you've never done a pork chop right. Let, let me just, let me tell you what to do. Okay. First of all, and, and some people swear by the, the bony and all that stuff, just get rid of that thing. 
that thing that you grew up eating, where it's got a bone in it, and you cook it until it's sandpaper, and, and you cut it, and it's dry, and it's, it's, it's shoe leather, get that out of your head. Get some thick cut chops, no bone, right? Basically, there's, these are loin chops, and they're, you know, I don't know, inch, inch and a half, two inches, I don't know, whatever it is. It's, it's very large. Thick cut pork chops, loin chops, whatever. If you really want to do it up, brine them. If that's a little much, it doesn't matter. You don't need it. But I'm telling you, if you want, if you want to understand about the um, perfection that is pork chops, brine them. You can look up how to do that. Then if you have a charcoal grill, you're going to grill them indirect. If you don't have charcoal, whatever, but indirect, which is low heat, not high heat. They're kind of thick, so you don't want to do high heat because you're just going to end up drying it out. Although if you brine it, it's almost impossible. But when I do it, it's 225 degrees. Not going to kill it if it's 250. As far as seasoning, it doesn't really matter. I would prefer salt and pepper just because the the um, flavor is going to be so perfect by itself. You don't want to douse it in garbage. But you can if you want. I like marinades and stuff. Super good. But you brine it. You season it. You grill it low and slow. Smoke it. Whatever. Again, you can grill it if you want. I'm, I'm encouraging you to what's what's called reverse searing. You smoke it on, on low temperature, you bring it up to just about when it's done, and then you flash sear it, and then you pull it. Okay, but here's the thing. You are not cooking it to 165 degrees, okay? That is no longer the standard. Now you can cook it to 145 degrees. It used to be 165, which is why pork always tasted disgusting. Now you cook it to 145, and I'm telling you, it is the most flavorful, juicy, delicious thing in the world. And if you brine it, you be careful because you bite into it and it's going to shoot so much juice down your throat, you're going to choke to death. If you don't like the way that that tastes, then I can't help you. All right? Because it is just, it is just stupid how good that is. But it almost doesn't matter as far as, you know, searing it. You know, if you sear it, reverse sear it, smoke it, grill it, whatever, just cook the stupid thing to 145 degrees. It's going to taste delicious. Okay? That is what you got to do. And, and it's the same thing with the pork loin because, again, pork loin is is the same thing as the pork chops. It's just the whole giant thing. But, um, oh, man, it is, it is stupid. It's stupid. There's no other way to put it. It's stupid. Again, I don't know if a perfectly cooked steak isn't better, but it is shocking how close it is in my mind. And when you talk about pound for pound or, or dollar for dollar, give me pork all day long. Anyways, why don't we take a break here and we'll get into a bit of a feud here on the Packernet After Dark podcast. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I'm calling for the Monday memory or memory Monday segment. Um... And uh, my greatest Packers memory would have to be beating Bruce Edmonds at the roster projection last year. I just, it was just glorious. The look on his face when he knew that I was smarter than he was. It was incredible. Um, another good memory would be uh, the time that Matt LaFleur, this is against the Lions in 2020, and we're up, I don't know, 20 points on the Lions, something like that. And LeFleur is going for two, and he's just glaring daggers across the field at Matt Patricia and his stupid pencil behind his ear. And I just think that it has everything to do with all of the accusations the previous year that the Packers were fraudulent. And, you know, in 2019, we led the Lions for zero seconds across both games. And I just think that there were some things said about that, and LaFleur took it personally. So I enjoyed that he went for two when he was up that much on the Lions. Just turning the dagger, you know, and that was that was it for Matt Patricia. So first of all, uh, I appreciate any time you can start a feud and we can facilitate it here. If I could just turn this into Jerry Springer, I would love that. So if you've got an issue, if you've got an issue with your spouse, your child, your in-laws, um, your neighbor, call us up. Um, let us facilitate. I, I I don't have the capacity for a DNA test, but we can figure that out if you want to go that route. Could possibly do things like that. Um, we'll 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 make it work. But just give us a call, and um, yeah, we'll we'll facilitate all of your feuds. As for the Matt Lafleur and the Detroit Lions thing, the only thing I could think and and. That is a fantastic memory, by the way. But the, the only thing that comes to mind is that I think we need more of that version of Matt LaFleur. Just the cold-blooded killer, Matt LaFleur. Whether that be because the Lions did you wrong or Tampa did you wrong or whatever it is, find a reason to hate the opponent across from you and just be ruthless. And, and fans have been kind of begging for that for kind of a long time. You know, don't, don't, they, they always, that's their whole motto, right? 
All gas, no break. But but what are fans clamoring for? Don't take your foot off the gas. It it does get to be a little exhausting to um to win by three points in the last thirty seconds almost every single week. You know what I mean? Bludgeon them, just bludgeon them. And when you're up by seven, keep bludgeoning them. And then when you're up by fourteen, keep doing it and keep doing it. It doesn't matter if there's two minutes left in the game and you're up by twenty one. Let's try to get a first down with Jordan Love because I don't care. Just a thought. So, anyways, um, Bruce and his stupid face decided to call in when he heard that JJ was bad mouthing him. I don't know how he heard about that. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't. I don't like all the fighting and whatnot. So, I certainly wouldn't have facilitated this and sent him the message so that he could have some ammo so that he could fire back on the show. I would never do something like that. But for some reason, Bruce felt it necessary to um, call in and, and uh, have this to say. All right, Pack Daddy. What up, brother? This is Bruce from Packers Without Borders. Uh, I'm going to start off with, uh, man, what am I going to start off with here, Pack Daddy? I think I'm going to refute JJ first, and then I'll get into my questions. Here we go. So I wrote a little poem <laughs> for Mr. JJ. Talk nerdy to me should be the name of JJ's 53. I want you all to see JJ ain't all that in a bag of chips. It's mimosas that he sips, while his 53-man roster predictions drip, drip, drip into first loser place right behind me. Thank you. I, I do have a question for you because there's a triangle of roster spots that I'm trying to work through, and I think I figured out that third running back, and I'm going to say it's going to be Hill. Um, because of his ties to Luke Getzey, who is now the offensive coordinator with the Bears, prior to when Kylan Hill was drafted, um, he has some ties to the offense, so I think he has a better shot at taking that third spot in the running back room. But my question to you is this. The last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, they carried nine defensive linemen that they rotated. Last year, we rotated nine offensive linemen with the injuries. If we're going to keep seven wide receivers, which is basically the third question, are we keeping nine OL, nine defensive linemen, or seven wide receivers? We can't do it all, and that's kind of my conundrum. Who are we going to pick on the offensive line? Who are we going to pick on the defensive line? And are we taking seven wide receivers? That's what I'm working through, man. So uh, just give me your thoughts on that. Maybe you can give JJ a little help as well because – there's no way, no way in hell he can go back-to-back champ on All right. Well, um, first time with poetry on the show. I think it was a hit. I think we, I think we knocked that out of the park. All right, so trying to sort through this, and I, I, know, I know you don't need my help with this, but, but uh, let's, let's talk it through anyways. You said nine offensive linemen, nine defensive linemen, or seven wide receivers. We can't do it all, but if we had to pick one, what are we doing? Something along those lines. The first thing I'd want to do is is kind of rule maybe some of them out because right off the top of my head, I'm looking at defensive line, and I know the correlation was basically just this is what we did for the Super Bowl run. I don't know the context behind that. If it was, you know, you mentioned injuries for the offensive line last year, which is what caused that. But I'm, I'm looking right out of the gate. Do we have nine guys we're going to carry on the 53 to start the season? I don't think so. I mean, at a maximum... We've got 
Jerron Reed, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry. Well, let, let me let me think. Are, are we talking pass rushers too? There, there's no way, right? Because there, there's five right off the bat, and we got to have at least two more pass rushers, so that's seven. And I would say at least, yeah. There, there's no. So you're talking defensive tackles, gotta be. So Lowry, Clark, Jerron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, T.J. Slayton, and and Jack Heflin is six. There's no way Slayton, Jonathan Ford, and um, Akeel Byers all are on the roster. But I feel like I'm just not understanding the question. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you're saying that there were nine guys that played at some point. Because I'm looking at, at the roster right now for 2010. And it was Ryan Pickett, BJ Raji, Cullen Jenkins, Mike Neal, CJ Wilson, and Jarius Wynn, which is six. And again, if you add in the pass rushers, that's four more, so it's ten. So I, I, I don't think I'm getting the question right. But let me just put it this way. I believe we'll probably carry six defensive linemen. If not, then maybe five. Jack Heflin would be kind of the question mark for me. But six just feels like such a good number. The only reason they wouldn't, I think, is because of the, the high comfort level that they have with, with the guys that they have, with Lowry, Clark, Reed, Wyatt, and Slayton. Just really liking these guys, being able to play a heavy workload. For the offensive line, we've got our, see, and again with the injuries, I don't know if I'm answering for your 53 for the start of the season. That wouldn't include Elton Jenkins, but obviously we got Elton, Royce, Myers, Runyon, Bakhtiari is five, Yash, and then maybe one, if not two of the rookies. Man, maybe both of the rookies, either starting or backup. See, nine seems low to me. Should we just skip to wide receiver because I'm just not understanding the offensive and defensive line thing you're talking about? I guess it was nine as I look at it here from according to this. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I think they're going to go heavy wide receiver because they kind of have to. There are six guys that I'm looking at right now that it would be hard to imagine are not going to be on the 53-man roster. Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, Romeo Dobbs, and Christian Watson. Any of these guys that they cut and put on the practice squad is going to be lost, uh, and they wouldn't risk it. We just drafted Romeo Dobbs. Christian Watson's a second-round pick. Obviously, he's going to make the roster. So unless they just cut it off there, which they might, but I, I just it seems to me between Samore Ture, who I, I'm leaning toward him being on the practice squad. I know nobody wants to believe that. Everybody thinks he's an elite player. He's obviously going to be great and all that stuff. I'm leaning toward him being on the practice squad. Still, Jawan Winfrey and Malik Taylor have played and have contributed and have some level of trust and on a team that, you know, we, we can look at it and say, well, we've already got a bunch of guys. Yeah, but guys that haven't been here and haven't caught passes from Aaron Rodgers. Amari Rodgers has almost no experience. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, and Sammy Watkins have zero experience with the Green Bay Packers. So it's, it's hard to imagine that of those three, none of them make the roster. So a little bit confused on the, on the question to some degree, I guess. But I'll give you the answer. If I have to pick one of those nine defensive linemen, nine offensive linemen or seven wide receivers, I'm going to, I guess, go wide receiver. Because, I mean, nine offensive linemen certainly makes sense too. But I'm going wide receiver because I got to get off this question. All right, we, we could technically end it here, but might as well try to call somebody, right? Let's see what we can do. Who did I call before? I tried Germany and it didn't work, right? We established that. And it was Brandon I tried to call that didn't want the insurance. So... Let's see what Steve in Kentucky is doing. See if he has a favorite Packers memory for us. Come on.
Your call has been forwarded Dang. to an automatic voice message. Dang. Striking out, man. It's not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Steve, uh, you never answer when I call. What are you doing? Hey, I need a Packernet. Uh, I need I need a Packers memory from you if you if you got one. So, Packernet podcast. Uh, my name is my name is Bill, and uh, I need a memory from you. So, if you can call back, that'd be great. Bye. Miss you. Love you. Bye. All right. So, um, so that's a fail. Three three strikes, and uh, and I guess I'm out. So, <laughs> I guess we're done for today. Again, if you want to call in, just uh, hang out, drop a line, do whatever you want to do, 608-501-0718. Leave a message, and um, you'll be a part of the greatest call-in Packers, Packernet show that, that there is. So, bye. Bye.